You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today I'm joined by Pastor David. Hello. And it's just us. It is just <laughs> us. It's all you get. Uh, we kind of took a little bit of a break. We took um, the normal week when we would have uh, released an episode, took that week off. You know, it's kind of an interesting transition time at the church right now. Um, we enjoyed having the summer of testimonies. I think that was... Um, a big hit. I know I enjoyed listening to all of them. It is a good way for us to get to know each other a little bit better. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to bring something like that back again. Um, but we are back on track and we are going to dig in a little bit today more to our new sermon series that yeah. we just started on Sunday. Perfect. Um, yeah. So for how are you doing today? <laughs> I, I'm doing well. I mean, I'm it was interesting. I just got done having lunch with somebody and I told them I had to come do this and, and they jokingly made this comment about, well, hopefully your food coma don't ki- you know, kick in. And <laughs> as I'm sitting here now, I'm kind of like, oh, like I'm feel a nap kind of sounds yep. kind of nice. So yep. it's kind of kicking in. It's So anyways, <laughs> you need to get more excited. Yes. I'll, so. I'll keep you amped up here. Where did you eat lunch at? Just family restaurant. Oh, okay. I nice. shouldn't say just the family restaurant. Okay. It was a- <laughs> <laughs> you know what always puts me in a food coma? is scratch cupcakes Mm. i've done a little research um and when i say research just with myself and scratch cupcakes but every time i eat one it doesn't matter what time like immediately following probably about 30 minutes afterwards i can't keep my eyes open Mm. so there's something in them that i don't know if it's my body just shuts down (laughs) to process them and it needs to sleep but i I remember there was one day we, I think Shauna maybe brought scratch cupcakes to staff meeting, had one, it was delicious, and I went home and took a nap during my lunch break. <laughs> so, hey, sometimes you got to. <laughs> Which I don't ever I, do. So. I, I've never had, I never had one, so I can't, I can't say how they've affected me, so. Oh, man, I don't know. But. They're um, worth it. It, you know, going home and having a nap's fine. I mean, I've had never, not here, but when I, I remember working, when I was still working for ASAC, I was sitting in my office and it was just one of those days. And it was one of those things where I, I woke up in my office <laughs> and you kind of have that, oh, I hope nobody like heard, <laughs> like I hope it was a snoring or something because <laughs> have to check the clock, see how long was that <laughs> on the clock nap. But yeah, I've had those moments. That's awesome. So. <laughs> It happens. Oh, okay. Well, let's keep you awake. All okay. right. So, toxic. Yes. Um, I, this is something we've been planning for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, those of you that don't know, um, I mean, it's not David's favorite thing, but we tend to plan sermon series out pretty far in advance. Usually, like, what, at least six months? Six months, usually. Um, and so, this is something we have felt was kind of this felt need. Uh, just in the culture right now mm-hmm. with toxic thoughts. Um, so mm-hmm. do you, give us a little bit more background of why we decided to make this our fall series. Uh, so it kind of uh, stretches back even to last year, uh, at least with my thinking when we were we were having this 
topic, you know, and kicking around different ideas. Uh, this went all the way back to last year when over the summer, when I had that, uh, about, you know, a couple month period there of preaching and we spent some time talking even about strongholds and, and thinking back then. And, um, just the, you know, ever since that series for myself, that the Ephesians series? uh, no, this no. would have been when, when, uh, pastor Matt was on sabbatical. Okay. Um, and, and I had a couple little windows, like we were talking about the temptation of Jesus. I remember some oh, of yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember Gosh, when that feels like yesterday, sorry. <laughs> oh, and I remember Matt and I were talking about like what potentially could be a good series. And that really launched in my own head a lot of just the, the, as a Christian, how many of us try to modify behavior? right? Like outward behavior, mm -hmm. but we're never really taught very much about modifying belief and, and thinking like, you know, and, and I think that's where a lot of my frustration for myself came in my own Christianity was it's like, you, you, I'd always get told how to act, but right. then I'm like, but I'm fighting this thing in my head that I just always had this tension of, you know, it's like, I get what you're saying, how to, you know, act on the outside, mm -hmm. but there wasn't this renewal in the inside with a lot of stuff as I've been growing as a Christian. And, um, that was just one of the things we, I remember Matt and I were just kind of talking and, and it just like, Hey, let's, let's, let's do some toxic thinking. Like what are some of the, what are some of the things that maybe majority of us, if not all of us wrestle with? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I, I think that's another thing that's been nice about this as we think about this is, I think sometimes as Christians, we wrestle with these thoughts, um, but we don't ever let anybody know we're yep. wrestling with these thoughts. Mm -hmm. So then we think we're the only one that's wrestling with these thoughts. So then we think we're broken. And I think that's the enemy. He does a great job with that is making us feel like there's inherently, like we're the yes, yeah. we're the only ones. Yep. And if you say anything, I mean, how are they going to treat you or look differently upon you and all of that. And um, he, so he just does a really good job of, keeping us trapped and that's how he wins mm -hmm. is, is by doing that. So that, that's just kind of where that, that thought process was coming to. Um, you know, when we were just, I just think a lot of people struggling and, yeah. and it's in our heads. Yeah. Most and of I think it. COVID has amplified yeah. a lot of mental health stuff people. happening. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, so, um, kind of side note, what, what sort of resources were you guys looking at when you were, um, kind of prepping for this? So, uh, I actually see you have one of them. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the name of the, the book is. Uh, get out of your head. Yeah. By Jenny Allen. Um, I actually read that, uh, probably about a month and a half ago. Okay. Um, and that was a book that I, I probably read that in about three days. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I say that because, uh, because of my other work schedule, it's hard for me to, you know, like it's good if I can get a chapter a day done sometimes with mm -hmm. reading. So I don't, sure. but that, that book was, it was very good. Yeah. Um, like it was, I mean, as I'm reading it, I've just kept wanting to read more into it. And, um, um, but is yours a signed copy? No. By Jenny Allen? Mine is like not. Mine is? No. I'm so cool. Yeah. Mine, <laughs> mine is a copy I stole from Matt. Um, <laughs> So well, Carrie actually got stood in line. Well, that is awesome. To get wasn't that sweet of that her? That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I feel I'm having toxic yeah. thoughts about how <laughs> inadequate I am to not have. Yeah, apparently I'm the the pot stirrer, huh? Dang. <laughs> Satan's just letting me know how he's using me. How huh. worthless I am. <laughs> <laughs> any other for, any all i gotta other say things? though is for everybody it's not just she mentioned it she had to hold it up you you, you didn't see 
She had to hold it up and show it. Yeah. So anyways. I mean, proof, right? <laughs> I, listen, I grew up with four brothers. You had to have proof for everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so an, another resource that I've been using, um, and, and it's it's been great with this, and, and you'll, it'll probably come out more in each one of the sermons. I mean, I started it this Sunday, but... Th- going through this series is, is speaking directly to me with a lot of stuff of my own, you know, struggling with stuff. So another book that I I'm, I've been through and I'm, I'm going through right now is it's called emotionally healthy spirituality. Hmm. Um, and it's a book that was actually, uh, suggested to me, um, by, and I'm trying to find, uh, who wrote it. Um, so Peter, Scarzero is his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, this was actually a book that was uh, suggested to me by uh, a counselor that I'm seeing. And what's great about this is it's, it's kind of talking about a lot of that, um, how we are shaped in the families that we come from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how we are shaped in our thinking and our belief systems mm-hmm. in, in our families and, and how it doesn't matter how great our families were when it comes to our spirituality, we are made brand new mm-hmm. and we are all from broken families. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I loved about, what I love about this book especially is um, he, it's by no way like blaming family. Like sometimes that'll happen. Like, Oh, my parents sure. messed me up or this messed me up. Um, but he wants it to be clear that it's like, listen, we, we we're like computers that are programmed and, and we, you know, and, and he talks about his own journey as a pastor where he had to, he, God had to take him through a season of going back and he had to do the work to mm-hmm. look back at what mm-hmm. he was taught through his family and, and, and bringing, coming to terms with that. So that's another resource that I've been looking at because, you know, I go back to what I was talking on Sunday, right? The, our brain creates pathways and the more we think those pathways, they become permanently part of our brain and we all have them. And so from growing up, we have pathways of thought that they've been there forever. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. God, that's that renewing. So anyways, that's another resource. Um, and then not to be simple, but the Bible talks about the mind <laughs> yeah. so much. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in there. So, um, of course, just digging into that and just trying to find as much as possible. That's just straight from scripture. Yep. Good answer. So, you know, that's the yeah. Sunday school answer, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's also the right Jesus. answer. <laughs> so. so, okay. So let's kind of get into it because, on Sunday, you put up some slides that had um, like some scales on them, like mm-hmm. to do our own audit on. I can't remember what they all were. Uh, so worry and you have worry and then peace. One in worry and then peace. Uh, the other one was negative or positive, and then worldly or eternal. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So how do you how do you feel like you scored like yourself on those things? Well, this is uh, that's an interesting question because it depends on when what, what moment of the day you yeah, ask me, right? Sure. Absolutely. Um, Right now, uh, I do not score very well on those. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I alluded to it a little bit on Sunday of just my own, you know, navigating some negativity and some some toxic thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's the and I didn't bring it up on Sunday, which I'm glad I could say it here is when I when I when I look at those those scales. um the enemy again is really good at like, if I am on the lower end to, mm-hmm. to another toxic thought, right? Oh, you, you suck. Yep. You're horrible. Yep. You're such a loser. Right. And, and, and I think it's important to also remember as we go through this series, um, toxic thinking, 
Like when we embrace it and we protect it and we refuse to replace it with God's truth, then yes, it's sinful. Mm -hmm. But just having thoughts of negativity, that's not sinful. It's when we harbor it and hold on to it and like, you know, like let it control us, you mm-hmm. know? So I just want to say, that, you know, cause sometimes we get down on ourselves on even having the thought yeah. like, like right now, yeah. if I had a moment where I'm like, Oh, if I get scared about the future or something, right? Oh, I'm not trusting God. Well, the enemy mm-hmm. wants to be like, well, you're horrible. You can't trust God. Mm-hmm. Well, just because I had the thought doesn't mean. So, so I think we have to um, let ourselves off the hook sometimes yeah. on those scales. If we yeah. looked at that and, and you're like, man, I'm not no good, so good with that. Okay. That's the point. We're assessing mm-hmm. where we're at. Yeah, I would have to say I'm probably similar as it kind of depends on the day and Mm -hmm. like mornings I'm usually at more of a high like David knows when I walk into staff meeting I'm happy and full of energy Everybody else is like (laughs) murmuring to themselves Yeah, everyone else like acts like they just woke up and you know, I've been up for I don't know how many hours already It's because we have (laughs) Um, But Yeah, I think we all have. I was trying to think, actually, when you were preaching on Sunday, I'm like, okay, so what's the thing? What's my stronghold? Like, what do I always hear or or tell myself? And then I was thinking, I don't know if it's really what I tell myself, but it's what I perceive other people feel about me, Mm. whether that's the case or not. So Mm -hmm. I guess I am in a weird backwards sort of way, if that makes sense. But mine has always been... Um, like I don't belong mm. kind of thing. I think that's just, and that like, again, mm. that comes up from how you are raised. Not that I didn't feel like I belonged to my family, but I just think, you know, being adopted and, you know, growing up in a small town. And then yeah. I think like the Asian community tends to have that perpetual foreigner kind of label mm. where even when you, even when you're like, you know, I belong, I have all these friends or whatever, someone will say something like, oh, or like, well, where are you actually from, though? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just say something not necessarily meaning to be mean or anything. Um, But I think that's kind of been the thing, the theme for me. And so how how do we change that? You know, because it's not like I like I know I belong. And honestly, the church has been such a refuge for me because this is probably the place that I felt the most belonging, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome, right? Because that's where it should be yeah, among yeah, our brothers yeah, and sisters. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what's when you think about those strongholds. I mean, again, not speaking into you because that's yours too. Mm-hmm. But you know that that's the thing that's so we have to recognize about this battle in our minds is because we can know the truth. But those mm-hmm. thoughts can still, yeah. because those thoughts, when they invade, they can very quickly stir emotion. Mm-hmm. And emotion then breeds the thought. And mm-hmm. it just becomes this cycle. Yeah. Where, where, you know, that's where I'm finding myself a lot right now is my emotional reaction to thought. And then I, I'm like, but I know the truth. You know, I know what the truth is. Yeah. So we have to re- recognize that. That's why those, those ways that those strongholds that the enemy, he, here's the thing, our, our enemy knows us very, very oh, yeah. well, right? And, and <laughs> we, we, we need to stop being so shocked mm-hmm. in how he attacks us because he knows where to try to get us. So um, that's why identifying it is powerful. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, and to add on to that for myself, 
Um, I know some people are going to roll their eyes when I say this, but I'm an Enneagram one. Cue the eye roll. Uh, so whether you are into that or not, it's just a personality typing thing. It's not like a big deal, guys. It's just like strength finder or something. Um, but it does, it has helped me understand myself a little bit more because as, as a one, I constantly have, like, I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I constantly have this inner critic, mm-hmm. like, constantly berating me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it just, it doesn't go away. Like, mm-hmm. it's always telling me things. Yeah. And so things that seem wrong to me are constantly jumping out at me mm-hmm. and they're like they're screaming like fix me fix me yeah. <laughs> and you know i try to do that from a, a place of help but it, it comes off as very critical <laughs> never <laughs> when i just think never. i'm helping you know um <laughs> so there you go yeah. no, I... um <laughs> this this lucky guy gets to work with me you guys oh my gosh <laughs> Um, but you know, when you already have this, um, this stronghold and then your inner, this inner voice is always telling you things Mm -hmm. that just break that down even worse. It's just, oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I, and, and well, and here's the thing. I appreciate actually you sharing it, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's another thing about our toxic thinking is, you know, this idea of what resources uh, it's not just about books and all that. Also, the, one of the greatest resources we have to, to defeat uh, toxic thinking, of course, the power of God, but it's each other, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of the stuff, we keep it hidden in our heads and, and just putting it out there. Uh, I, I'm still processing a lot of what mine are. Um, I think I have, <laughs> I'm sorry to think I have many, um, <laughs> but I know the one that I've been wrestling with that I've been thinking about is um, it's the stronghold. It's the belief that I'm just, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just, I'm so it, David, it, you're not, oh. and it should be the most freeing. It is. Thing. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Yes. Right. But it, it that, <laughs> that thought of not being enough is it, yeah. it feeds into, you know, so then that makes you question everything from like, why should I believe God's grace for me? Right. Why should I believe his presence? Um, it's why, hard to, it's hard to reconcile our, um, the fact that we're sinful and broken, like we were created to be this perfect, um, these perfect beings in perfect union with God. And then Mm -hmm. sin happened. And so now we're misshapen, you know, kind of like what Matt had talked about with sin before. Um, and we're deeply flawed and not what we were Mm -hmm. created to be. So we're not enough, but we also have to reconcile that with the fact that in Christ, Mm we are and that he he's enough for us Mm -hmm. um and that we are these you know daughter of the king or you know whatever you want to say but those two things for me are hard to like reconcile together yeah yeah massively yeah massively well and it's just it's even then you know it's and again it's knowing the truth it's knowing that you know jesus said i can do nothing apart from him Right, he's the vine, I'm the branch. I can't do anything apart. But then that 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 stronghold creates the well. Now, when God asks me to do something, you know, well, I can't do that because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not good enough to do that, yep. or I'm not enough to do that, or mm-hmm. so it's the thoughts that start pulling away from the the sufficiency of Christ and the sufficiency of God in your life to honestly putting your your focus on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that's a stronghold that Satan, uh, uses against me quite often. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like when we were praying this morning at staff meeting and talking about like the different roles that we all have in life. Um, you know, we have our spouses if we're married, we're parents if we have kids, um, our jobs, mm-hmm. things like that, our friends. Um, and I think society puts so much pressure on us. And I think we put pressure on ourselves too to be these perfect um, labels that we have when we're never going to. And nope. th- that should make us feel better because we know we can never measure up on our own. Um, but I think sometimes that can be crippling yeah. on the other hand too. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, think about how, I mean, just scripturally, how often does God tell us to focus on him? Yeah. Focus on him, focus on yeah. him. And, and it's because he knows how easy it is for us not to focus on him, which then the enemy can use my stronghold yeah. of you can't do this. You can't be a good father. You're, you can't be a good husband. You can't be a good friend. You can't be a good pastor. You can't be a good whatever. Fill in yeah. the blank. You're going to fail at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, those toxic thoughts can create, you know, some people might get to the point of, of it, it can, some people, that's what's interesting about toxic thinking is some people might have those kind of the strongholds get attacked and they might respond in a, um, in a negative way, more like a, a frustration or an anger way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I find mine is, is mine normally is it makes me have more of a frozen, it kind of freezes. Sure. It just kind of paralyzes me in in the moment of, I don't know what to do. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to ask God to reveal these things. Cause then you know um, what you're fighting. I was kind of flipping through this Jenny Allen book just to kind of prep for our podcast. Cause it's been a while since I've read it. Um, but I pulled out a quote that I thought was really good. Um, she says, God is enough for me. God chooses the least qualified, which that's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets the glory. I don't have to measure up. We find our enoughness only in Christ. Joy comes when we lay aside our power and rest in God's. Joy comes when we put the emphasis where it belongs on God's awesomeness, not our own. It's just one of those, like, we don't need more of us. There's mm-hmm. already enough of us. I think it kind of feeds into this, like, narcissistic culture mm-hmm. that, that's gotten really out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We yeah. need more God, not more us. Yes. <laughs> Mo- most definitely. Yeah. Um, so how do we pull that off, David? Oh, my gosh. That is the million-dollar question. Um, so... As I'm processing through um, the sermon and I'm sitting there Sunday listening, I had some different thoughts in my head. Not toxic necessarily, Um, but my first thought was, um, can Satan hear our thoughts? Because when I was growing up, my mom always was like, Satan can't hear you, he can't, or he can't hear what's inside your head. Mm. So when you want him to go away, you have to shout it at him out loud. So yeah. I tell you, I was so many times when I was a kid going, Satan, go away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my childhood. <laughs> no, hey, uh, I am going to, uh, I can't give you like some scriptural reference yeah. to say this is, but I'm going to say that I've always believed that he cannot. Um, because he is not God. He is, he's created. He is not all knowing. He is not all powerful. He Mm -hmm. is not any of those things. Um, and, and and that's the other, you know, um, yeah, I, I, cause I've actually one not necessarily with toxic thinking, but that's what, one of my things I always say for myself, even being careful with what I say. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like in the past, um, if I got angry towards somebody, like Mm -hmm. I might spout off not to them, but like if I'm frustrated, I might, you know, be in 
maybe I go off beat by myself and I'm, I'm verbalizing my frustration <laughs> yeah. or in your car, you know? Yes. Like I'm verbalizing <laughs> it. I'm, I'm venting that out. Right. And, and I got to a point where I started saying to myself, uh, I need to stop doing that because what I'm doing is I'm like handing the enemy, the ammunition of what Ooh. to use against the people that I'm frustrated with. So especially like yeah. when I first got married, it was like, okay, I'm not going to hand him my attitude. Mm hmm of my thoughts towards my wife in a frustration <laughs> in a moment of frustration right. that he can then use against me right. later on. So I'm going to say no, that okay. he can't. That's, that's so. where I would be too. Um, so my question is if he can't hear our thoughts, like he doesn't know what we're thinking. He can't hear these toxic thoughts we have. Mm -hmm. How does he use them to turn around and like destroy us and defeat us with those? So I don't know if this will make people uncomfortable to think about, but he's, okay. Not not Satan's always with us. His legion of demons. They're mm -hmm. they're con we're constantly surrounded mm -hmm. by this spiritual battle, and that's where I say he knows us better than we, we many ways probably know ourselves because they're constantly they know every facet of everything. Mm -hmm. If you think about this, that's why um, oh, what's it called the C.S. Lewis books, um, the Screw Tape Letters. Oh sure, yeah. Um, again, I however this plays out. But if you ever read the book, it's this amazing concept of like demons are assigned yeah. to you, mm -hmm. right? Like that's your, that's your, their mission, right? Yep. And, and so if you think about it, they, they have witnessed every, every conversation. They witness every action. They, they know what your buttons are. They know what thoughts are going to get you worked up. They know. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why sometimes toxic thinking is so interesting because have you ever just had these thoughts like random, like where did that mm -hmm. come from? Mm -hmm. But it sparks it in you. Like, yeah. so an example is not just recently, I had no reason to think this, but out of nowhere, all of a sudden I started having a con like these thoughts started popping in my head about um, my, my parents passing away. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, again, there's no reason for me to be thinking about that. There was no reason for, but all of a sudden it sparked in this like panic moment of me, like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do if my parents aren't here? Like sure. all of a sudden I reverted. I told my, I was telling my parents this here I am 40, you know, at the time, 43 years old. And I swear, I felt like I reverted back to like a 10 year old of mm -hmm. like, what am I going to do without my parents? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting here just like dumbfounded because it really messed with me in the moment. Like it put me into panic mode because then it started making me think, uh, well, man, if I don't have my parents to turn to, like what, what kind of father will I be? They, I turn to my dad for advice. What am I going to do when my kids come to me? Yeah. You know, like all these things yeah. are going through my head. Here's the thing. Um, Satan just, he, he knows like, I, I, not that he knows, but he, he just, we have to realize that he studies us and knows mm -hmm. our weaknesses. He knows where to get us. That's a good way to put it. You know, yeah. um, if he is here to kill us and, and wants to destroy us mm -hmm. and, and steal from us, he does, doesn't do that random. Mm -hmm. Like there's intentionality to it. Sure. Um, I also believe there's a lot of, I was talking to actually somebody at lunch today. We were talking to some about this and he's also patient, mm. Right? Like we think there's just these random, like he's just throwing stuff at us. No, right. he, he knows. Yeah. He, he's watching. Yeah. He, he knows when you're getting stressed about, you know, you think about what happens in our world. And if you're a person that gets toxic thinking about uneasiness with our country or finances or whatnot, he knows. 
he knows when you're watching TV and get all bent up. So he knows when to push <laughs> to push those buttons to get you starting to freak out about different things. So he watches and he plans mm. and he's he's That's so scary. It is. <laughs> it is if we make him more than yeah he, he needs to be mm-hmm. um and this goes back to like some people might not want to hear this but yeah he's with us but then there's a toxic thought right oh no he's satan's always after me but okay but then god says no the truth is if i'm for you you know what does it matter who can be against you right mm-hmm. like i'm more powerful i mean that's what i'm saying it's like yeah that's that's the truth but what am i going to focus on the truth sure. of what god says or Oh my goodness, Satan's after me. My defeated foe. Sure. A defeated enemy. Uh, anyways, it's just all on how you choose to focus on it. So on Sunday, I think you said something about um, like stopping the supply chain mm-hmm. and like, you know, scripture, take every thought, thought captive. And then you said something about um, like surrendering. Mm-hmm. So we say that a lot. Yeah. Right? We say that a lot here. We say that a lot just in like the Christian culture it's kind of become like this christianese mm-hmm. um and so if someone doesn't actually know what that means like what does it really mean to surrender like what does that look like practically speaking that's an amazing question because i have found myself at times recently <laughs> even asking god okay have i fully surrendered yeah. like i've even asked myself like Listen, i've had those moments you're preach- of, you know I've, I've been there done that bought that t-shirt um, <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, that, that's what that's what I, I love about that question because it's one of those things where um man it, it's <sighs> what i am learning for myself on what surrender is just basic understanding of it is it's when I finally come completely to the end of myself and, and I stop, like I just stop like the whole, I'll figure this out. I got mm-hmm. this. I know what to do. I, I know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. It, it's that complete. It's, it's the picture I have is like someone fight two people fighting. And I think kind of a Jacob with this and wrestling God even, mm. and you just are fighting and fighting and fighting. And you, you, you just finally are to the point where I can't even lift my arms. I'm done. I'm done. I mm-hmm. can't. All I can do is submit to what you want and, mm-hmm. and how you want it. And the other thing I've, I'm learning a lot is there is no surrender in me other than what happens when God gives me the grace I need to be able to surrender. <laughs> That's so true. So what I have found myself praying more lately is not, Lord, I surrender. I've been praying, Lord, give me the grace to surrender. Mm-hmm. Because again, that has fought against my ability to surrender. I'm going to surrender. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And and that's completely against the reality mm-hmm. of scripture. I can do nothing other than what God gives me the ability to do. Yep. And that includes my ability to surrender. So Honestly, it, it, again, I'm st- I'm, I'm going to be I'm still kind of learning that answer. <laughs> I know. Right? I, I get that. <laughs> um, but I, I do know it's when I have come to the point of like, God, I, I can't I can't do this mm-hmm. anymore. Is it possible to. This may sound really weird. Is it possible to like go back and forth and like not waver? That's probably the wrong word. It's because it's not like our salvation is mm-hmm. at stake or anything, but the way we live our lives 
in surrender. I feel like sometimes I'm more dependent on God. I feel more connected to him. And then there are other times where I'm like, oh my gosh, Malia, like, and that's usually actually when things seem to be going well, because Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I need to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so is is that just a process of our, of our sanctification that, Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think so. I think, I mean, I I mean, how often, I don't think we conscious, like purposely do it, but like you just kind of said, when things are going well, we get very, Mm -hmm. uh, um, I I don't know if the word would be, we get just kind of arrogant in our, like, I got this. My prayer is not the intensity that it is when things are in shambles. I will tell you that. And I'm sure that's common, but, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, it kind of goes back to the, uh, as you say that, I'm thinking, I'm kind of thinking of like a small child. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of confidence that I have when, when things are falling apart and in shambles, right? My confidence in those moments when I'm my intensity, mm-hmm. I'm finding my confidence in God. And then mm-hmm. I start walking in that confidence. But then when things start going better, and I think God knows this because you can see it in scripture even. Yeah. We kind of are like that small child. I think about a child where, you know, when my girls were younger, you think about when they're with you and they get this attitude of confidence when they're with you and we're in a store. And I used to love how they'd start like kind of marching ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I would be the kind of the jerk and be like kind of pull back <laughs> and just watch to see like Shocking. how long is this going to, you know, how long is this going to last? And then, you know, it's when they got outside, when they finally realized they were outside of the protection of, mm-hmm. you know, who they thought was, there was like this, oh, and then they would run, run back. And I think I do that in my Christian walk. Is, yeah, that's a good example. Is Definitely. I get confident because he's with me, but I get mm-hmm. overly confident where I start stepping away yeah. and not relying. And, and instead of paying attention to my intimacy with him, mm-hmm. I'm walking outside of the protection of, of his umbrella over me his his sure and, and and yeah those are those moments where then all of a sudden things will happen i'll realize oh mm-hmm. i'm not as close to you as i thought yeah and i'll chase back to so what i would like to figure out for myself personally is how to stay tethered to him in such a intense way um where you're constantly dependent on him without having the crappy trials that we have in our lives. Like if I could figure that out, that'd be a, that'd be awesome. Yeah, wouldn't it be? <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons James said, consider it pure joy. My brothers, when you Maybe. face trials and temptations of yeah. many kind, Maybe. you know, because I know it's in God's loving kindness, but man, it does not feel like that sometimes no. when people around you are suffering or you're suffering and, uh, so okay. Doesn't. So another thing that I think that we that we do, well, I know we do this as Christians and as a church. Um, we tell people, man, read your Bible, yeah. read your Bible, read your Bible, and that is a true true statement. Yeah. However, um, for someone who is just like, I don't even know where to start. I'm having these toxic thoughts. Yeah. Um, like I just feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. in in how to even approach the Bible. Like, is there a place that you would recommend starting or just kind of giving a, I don't know, so like a, you are here, yeah, start here yeah. kind of thing. So I will, and that, that's a, that's a great question because, you know, again, it depends, some of it depends on what are the toxic thoughts you're dealing sure. with, you know, because of course we can. And I don't want to say this in a negative way, but in the sense, cherry pick in the sense of looking for scripture right. to speak specifically to the thing that right. we're wrestling with. And I know with. that's not like. And that's not what I'm intending yeah, yeah, either yeah. because we definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, it's better if we have a good foundation and we're yeah. reading a little bit all the time, learning, studying, so that we're making yeah. those debits into our savings account. Yes. So when this stuff does come up, we have something yes. to pull from. But um, but yep. that's not always the case. No. One of the places... So I'll, I will share where I go always. And this is where I've been in a lot over the last few weeks is I read Psalms. Mm, yeah. And, and here's the thing, the Psalms, and not like every single one of them will speak specifically, but the reason I go to Psalms, especially a lot of the earlier Psalms, like the D- David Psalms, yeah. is because David, even if I'm not dealing with the exact same thing he's dealing with, David has these intense moments of expressing negative thinking, like mm-hmm. toxic thinking. Like he will, I mean, he will say things like, why are you forsaking me? Right. It goes complete. It's completely contrary to God saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. But then Mm -hmm. here's David saying, but my thought is you have forsaken me. And, and David says things like, you know, I mean, he'll go as far as like these people that are against me, like he'll list things that they're doing to him. And they're like, no, they can't be doing like he's being very poetic Mm -hmm. and, and, but he's showing what he's thinking. But then David always comes back almost all the time and he'll bring, but I'm trusting Mm -hmm. or I'm focusing on this truth or I'm, so that's where I find myself a lot. In fact, if anybody ever wants to read it, the one that (laughs) I, I read this Psalm in the last five weeks, I read this Psalm probably at least once a day, but Psalms 25 and there's nothing like extravagant, but for some reason, as I've been reading, that's the one that God just, Mm -hmm. when I'm having a really difficult moment, he calms me when I read this Psalm Mm -hmm. and I, it's just been my go-to every, okay, every time. For us. Well, it's a long one. Um, oh, okay. But I mean, I'll, I'll just give you a, well, it's not horribly Give us long, a but, snippet. But, but the stuff, some of the reasons I, I read it is like right off the bat, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not, let, do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I go there is because I'm not talking about enemies like people against me. In those moments where my thoughts, I was like, my enemy's coming against me. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts are my enemy. So I will go to this and be like, you will not be put to shame. Because he goes on and says, no one who hopes in you will be, ever be put to shame. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, so I hold on to that. And then w- another reason this one's really good, I mean, I have a lot of stuff underlined with it, but it, it goes on. He's like, he talks about, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth. Teach me. Right. For you are my God and my savior. And my hope is in you all day long. Mm. Like he's, it's these reminders mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But my, my favorite part of it is towards the end of it. He says, my eyes are ever on the Lord for only he will release my feet from the snare. Right. So that gives me comfort because in those moments where I'm struggling, these are those truths that I'm you know, like, it's not my you job, that's gonna save yes, yourself. Yes. It's God. I need to focus on God. So again, mm. that's, mine if that can help other people great psalms 25 that's where mm-hmm. i go but i read psalms because it it helps me to read another human being expressing their heart yeah yep and, and that makes me you know I, I love reading jesus i mean i read the gospels and i read about <laughs> jesus yeah but man david just got real yeah and, and that makes me feel like oh it's mm-hmm. not just me mm-hmm. and, and i feel like there's the old testament just hits different you know, because they didn't have Jesus yet. Yeah. They didn't have the the lens that a lot of the New Testament writers had. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't know. I just I love the Old Testament so so much. Yeah. Love yeah. it, love it. Um last question and then we'll okay. wrap up here. Uh will we ever really and you I think you must have said win the war because I quoted it like mm-hmm. I was trying to 
write down what you were saying on Sunday. Um, will we ever really win this war, this toxic thought war, mm -hmm. this side of heaven? So I, I thought that was a great question when I, because you sent them to me and I was like, yeah. that's a great question. Um, so here's the answer. Uh, <laughs> you already have won the war. But that doesn't mean that we're not constantly going to have battles. Right. And, and I think that's good. a mindset that, that we need to good. have. Mm -hmm. um, the war has already been won. Jesus is victorious, right? Yep. And this is hard for us to rationalize sometimes because like, well, wait a minute. If I've won the war, why am I still struggling? Yeah. Because the battles are going to continue. Mm -hmm. the, the difference is, is the more that we get in line with the way God wants us to be and we let him renew our mind, the battles will always be there. But the enemy's strength and power over us is going to be diminished greatly, mm -hmm. right? So there is, I, th this battles are always going to be there until we leave this flesh, right? Right? It's always going to be there. But I think some of us need to be encouraged with our thoughts are so powerful right now that we feel like we're hopeless mm -hmm. over them. That's when you have to hold on to the truth. The enemy's already been defeated. The war has already been won. I just need to let God do the work in me where basically this powerful foe that's against me, I need mm -hmm. to start shrinking his influence mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. I, I think we can almost get to the point where, yeah, you can feel like you've almost, you, you're going to win every, you can win those battles, right? They're still going to come, yep. but you can win those battles. Yep. That's why I feel like Paul says, take every thought captive. That's a continual thing. Mm -hmm. So the difference is, is right now, some of us, our minds are so wrapped up in that sinful thought process still that when those thoughts come, they take hold instantly. Yep. That's why we got to be renewed so that we have the power when they come, we are taking them captive. Mm -hmm. We just got to believe that we can do it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people just, we get in places where yeah. we it's question not easy. whether that's possible. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why... Um, Christian community is so important. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't know how anyone does it without, you know, tries to live the Christian life without mm -hmm. the community around them. It would just, I would yeah. be in, <laughs> I would be in shambles and I am most of the time anyways. But <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Christian is community. Uh, and I will articulate in the lessons I'm learning. I, I, I alluded to it on Sunday. If you're struggling and even with thinking, whatever it is, man, don't keep that stuff to yourself. Yep. Like share it with people. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think sometimes it's hard. Um, and I mean, our church isn't a huge church mm -hmm. by any means, but it is a little bigger to where sometimes it's hard to find your people yeah. within the local body. And so I think that's why small groups are so important because it's a good way to meet um, other people and just get to know people, you know, getting involved in serving, yeah. you're going to rub elbows with people you don't normally. I, I think about, um, the people, the women that I'm closest to most here at the church is because, um, one of them I was in a small group with mm -hmm. and I realized how awesome and hilarious she was. And I feel like that's kind of snowballed our yeah. friendship. And then it's pulled in these other women. Um, and man, I don't know what I'd do without them. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's just, you have to put yourself out there and it is scary mm -hmm. sometimes, but it is so worth it. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes time. Yeah. Not just that, but just everything we're talking about. This is not going to be fixed at a snap of yep. a finger. That's also it a very time. good point. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I am excited for the duration of this uh, sermon series. Where are we headed this coming Sunday? Uh, so this Sunday we are um, 
I'm I'm 99% sure, and I, Malia likes that <laughs> oh, because man. you never know how things might change. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna be kind of processing through right uh, uh, kind of identity lies, mm-hmm. right? And, and kind of looking at how that works in the sense of. Um, mm-hmm. The, the enemy wants to come after like who we even see ourselves as. Mm-hmm. So it's important to replace that, you know, that truth of this is who God says I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so it's kind of a broad, it's not like going to be a very specific sure. thought process, but I think most Christians are attacked regularly on their identity. Yeah. Well, I um, think sometimes we don't even realize no. how much we put into yeah. what we think our identity is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, like, cause you kind of alluded to it just a little bit of the, you know, Who's who's framing my identity? Am right. I living based on who I say I am, who mm-hmm. God says I am, who other people say I am, yep. who my family says I am, the world, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I think most of us have split identities. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we really are living split identities sure. because we don't know what our identity is because mm-hmm. we have all these different. So, yeah. So we're going to be talking through that. That's good. That's good. So. All right. Well, we are glad to be back. And thanks for listening.